The LA Kings get a much-needed home win, but did it come at a cost? We'll talk about that and more on this edition of Locked on LA Kings on a Feedback Friday. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love for you to leave us a positive comment on Apple Podcasts if you're a fan of the show. And we're on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. I'm Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked On LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. Also co-host of the Puck Podcast. It's a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 17 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for over 30 years. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NHL for $20 off your first purchase. Well, the LA Kings needed a home win after their worst performance of the season uh, against the Philadelphia Flyers, and the Kings get that big home win. Hard fought 2-1 victory. Over the Florida Panthers, if you missed it, a quick recap. Uh, I said the Kings needed to get off to a good start, and they, uh, if possible, get the first goal of the game, and that is exactly what happened. Just a minute 20 into the game, Kevin Fiala scores on a two-on-one with Philip Deneau, who gave him a nice feed, and that made it one nothing. Kings, exactly what we were hoping for. The Kings would extend that lead in the second period. The captain, Andre Kopitar, scoring his team-leading eighth goal of the season, L.A. had a 2-0 lead in the third period before Florida did get a goal from their leading scorer, Sam Reinhart, to make things interesting. But in the end, the Kings hold on for the victory. Let us check out the game stats from the win over the Florida Panthers. The Kings obviously get the 2-1 win. Uh, Shots on goal. Florida actually outshot Los Angeles 31-27. Not many times this year the Kings have been outshot. The power play for the Kings, 1-for-2. And the game-winning goal did come on the power play and also 5-for-5 on the penalty kill. We talked about one of our keys to victory was win the special teams battle. The Kings absolutely did that. Face-offs won. uh, Advantage LA, 32-27. to Blocked shots, advantage LA, 22-18. to As for the hits, uh, that went to Florida, 29-20. to So for you everydayers, uh, you know we talked about this, three keys to victory on Thursday's show, and number one was get off to a good start and if possible get that first goal, and the Kings did that, and it translates to a win, and that has been a key stat so far early in the season for the LA Kings. Get the first goal, and more likely than not, you're going to win the game. 7-1-1 and is the record for the LA Kings when they score first in the game. Uh, Every team obviously wants to get off to a good start, but I think the evidence so far pretty clear that it is something that is very important for the LA Kings. Uh, Head coach Todd McClellan was asked about getting that first goal and how that helped the Kings to get the win. And he had this to say, he said, uh, for us to score right away, it kind of gets the confidence level up right away. Everybody feels good about it and it takes us right into the night. End quote. That from Todd McClellan about getting that first win, or excuse me, that first goal of the game leading to the win on home ice. So the Kings improved to 9-3-3 three, three overall, now 2-3-3 three, three 
on home ice. They beat a Florida team that was playing very well and came in red hot. L.A. snapping the Panthers' five-game winning streak with that victory. Uh, I thought it was nice to see the Kings' top players come up big, even though only two goals, but uh, Kevin Fiala kind of getting off the schneid a bit. Uh, and then Andre Kovatar, of course, has been great all season long. So all in all, a good, solid win for the LA Kings. Not their best game of the season. Probably, I don't even know if it's in the top three, to be honest with you. But it was a one of those games that was very tight checking. Uh, there was not a lot of space on the ice. Uh, there wasn't a lot of room to be able to maneuver and get the shots you want. But uh, in the end, I thought the, the Kings were the better team. Uh, and they get, again, a much-needed home victory against a pretty good Florida Panthers team. Uh, that's going to bring us to our three stars of the night. And by the way, th this is my selections. I have no idea who the official three stars of the game actually is, so I'm not just copying off of whatever you know the Kings uh, put out there. I don't even know what it is on most nights, but this is my three stars of the game. And I will say, I thought Philip Deneau had a real strong game for the LA Kings in this one, but he doesn't make the cut, unfortunately, for him. Uh, my three stars of the game, uh, number three star for me is going to be goalie Cam Talbot. Turned aside 30 of 31 shots, lowered his goals against average from, uh, lowered it down to 2.11. That is fifth best in the NHL. He did raise his save percentage to 927. That is eighth best in the NHL. Wasn't called on to make any spectacular saves necessarily, but uh, made some key saves in some key moments. Obviously, when it's a one-goal game late uh, and the other team has a ton of power play opportunities, five, um, your goaltender has to be on his game, and Cam Talbot absolutely was. And good to see him get his first home win of the season. My number two star is Andre Kopitar. Uh, gets the game-winning goal on the power play. Typical strong all-around game from the captain. Led all forwards in ice time with 20 minutes and 16 seconds. Was a part of the Kings' outstanding penalty kill as well. And had a couple of key block shots in the game uh, as well. And my number one star has to go to Kevin Fiala. Got the Kings on the board in the opening minutes with a beautiful goal. Had the primary assist on the game-winning goal to Andre Kobitar on the power play. Yes, he did have one of those bad Fiala penalties. An elbow in the offensive zone that was completely unnecessary. Uh, but all in all... Uh, he was aggressive. He was engaged in a positive way for most of the game. Uh, and uh, I would say, at least for this game, it looked like a better results uh, as far as the move from head coach Todd McClellan to put Kevin Fiala on the Deneau line. Uh, Philip Deneau, as I mentioned, had a very good game as well. Uh, and I think he's one of those players that really kind of complements uh, a Kevin Fiala type of a player very, very well. Uh, he's very good at distributing the puck. Uh, and he definitely gave Kevin Fiala a couple of very good scoring chances and obviously had the uh, primary assist on his opening goal of the game. So for at least this game, I thought the the move of Fiala to the Deneau line looked pretty good. Uh, as for this is what we do after every game, what did we like? What did we not like? Obviously, the good start. We have harped on that enough, but it did need to be mentioned one more time. Getting off to a good start and in particular getting that first goal of the game. Yes, we like that. We hope we see more of that. Uh, going forward, obviously the penalty kill talked about so much going into the season, how it needed to be improved upon and so far so good for the LA Kings five for five on the penalty kill. Now, granted, the Panthers are not one of the better power play teams in the league. Still, we thought this was going to be a hard, a low scoring, close game. And we that's why we said they got the Kings have to win the special teams battle and going five for five on the penalty kill against any team in the NHL 
is definitely getting the job done. Um, and Tom McCullough even made a comment afterwards that if you include pulling the goalie for the extra attacker late, it's almost like six for six on the penalty kill. What did we not like? Uh, I thought the Kings uh, really kind of uh, shut it down in the third period and really were just trying to hold on to the lead. Um, way too much offensive zone time for Florida. Um, you know, the Kings, I understand wanting to protect the lead. I understand wanting to be kind of in a defense first mentality, but uh, that was way too much. The Kings still needed to do a better job of attacking, trying to keep the puck in Florida's end. As the cliche says, uh, says the, the, the best defense is a good offense. Obviously, Florida can't get scoring chances if they're running around in their own end. Uh, so the Kings, I thought, didn't did not do a good job of keeping that consistent kind of offensive pressure throughout, uh, and tried to sit on the lead a little bit too much. It didn't cost him this time, but uh, that's something that needs to be addressed going forward. Great to have the lead. I know they wanted to get that big win on home ice, but again, a little too much of trying to sit on that lead late in the game. And while the results of the penalty kill were great, the Kings spent a ton of time in their own zone when killing those penalties. There were multiple times where the Kings had one of their PK units stuck on the ice for well over a minute. Usually that spells doom because guys get very tired killing penalties, but fortunately for the Kings, didn't hurt them. But uh, there were <laughs> there were multiple times where, again, one of the Kings' PK units had to stay out there for like a minute 30. There was, I think there was one time where they were almost out there uh, for their entire penalty kill. So uh, got to get to those pucks, got to get that puck out of the zone clear it so you can get those line those line changes and, and get the uh, second unit out there but uh the kings were able to uh, withstand that but that's not a formula for success uh one thing we did not like from last night's game was a injury to pl dubois but there is some good news today it looks like we'll give you details on that here next on locked on la kings your team every day Hey, you shouldn't worry about buying tickets for your next big event. I don't because I use Game Time. It is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. I went on vacation to New York recently, and I bought tickets to a game at Madison Square Garden, and I used Game Time to buy my tickets, uh, and I had a great experience with them. App is very easy to use. Uh, they've got killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, and the best price guaranteed. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. I love that you can see the view from the seat that you're going to buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. All in prices show you the total up front so you know you're getting a great deal without any hidden fees. Buying tickets in seconds, uh, you can do that with two taps on the app. Just download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account and redeem the code LOCKEDONNHL, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-H-L, for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. The LA Kings take on the St. Louis Blues Saturday, 9.30 p.m. Pacific time. Catch every moment of the hometown broadcast of the LA Kings with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search LA Kings. Well, late in that game against the Panthers, uh, the Kings got a scare when center P.L. Dubois went down with an injury, took the puck strong to the net, got tripped up, and his leg just above the knee went hard into the net post, which didn't come off uh, its post. Uh, he ended up limping off the ice, went into the locker room, did not return. Todd McClellan uh, said after the game he didn't have an update 
Uh, but this morning, we do have an update on P.L. Dubois, and it looks like good news, as Tom McClellan said on the injury, that the news is, quote, a lot better than it could have been, end quote. Uh, obviously not very specific on that, but the translation for me on that is uh, that there's no structural damage to his knee, no issues with with cartilage or ligaments, things like that. Uh, the fact that it was above the knee, kind of in the muscle on the lower thigh there, uh, leads me to believe probably pretty sore in that muscle, uh, maybe a, a you know a, a kind of a bruise, things like that. But uh, again, the translation on that quote, a lot better than it could have been, is that it's not a serious injury. And I wouldn't be surprised if P.L. Dubois does not play in the game Saturday against the Blues. Uh, keep him, you know, rest him up, let him heal up from that uh, from that injury. Uh, but I would be surprised if it was more than a game, uh, maybe a game or two. But again, very, very good news. Anytime you're dealing with a leg injury, particularly a knee, uh, that's something that you can miss multiple weeks on. So it appears the Kings have dodged a bit of, bit of a bullet on that. And that, again, P.L. Dubois, uh, the injury is not significant, maybe a couple of games, but it doesn't look like at this point that it's going to be uh, uh, something that the Kings are going to have to be concerned about uh, for a while. So if P.L. Dubois can't go against St. Louis, I think in the short term, since he's obviously not going to go on injured reserve or anything like that, at least it doesn't appear that that'll be the case. Um, I could see the Kings in the short term moving Jared Anderson Dolan to center. Uh, one of the reasons why they've kept him on the roster is because of his versatility. He can play all three forward positions. Um, and then you could bring Alex LaFerriere back into the lineup on the wing. It would just be for a game or two. I think the Kings would be okay uh, with that, um, not ideal, but uh, you got to, you know, the injuries are something you got to deal with. Um, I don't think you want to move Blake Lazat up to the third line, so to speak, and center that and put JAD on the fourth line. I think you want to keep that quote unquote Lazat line, the fourth line, together because they've been so effective with Carl Grunstrom and Trevor Lewis. Maybe you elevate that line as far as them getting the third line minutes, so to speak. And you would have uh, another line that was centered by uh, Jared Anderson Dolan kind of getting the fourth line minutes, uh, so to speak. But again, maybe some uh, adjustments for a game or two for the LA Kings, but it does not look like there's going to be anything significant. We hope uh, the initial news is good on Pierre-Luc Dubois. As for Jared Anderson Dolan, um, not a great return, not a bad return to the lineup for him. Uh, he did have one great setup. For Arthur Kaliev, that frankly Kaliev needs to finish on. Um, but other than that, I thought Jared Anderson Dolan back in the lineup was okay. Uh, certainly nothing that he did is going to wow you. Uh, and, and nothing that he did is going to say, well, we need to pull him out of the lineup. It, it was a good enough effort. Um, so I wouldn't, and especially with the injury to Peel Dubois, I, I would actually expect to see Jared Anderson Dolan in the lineup again against the St. Louis Blues. Uh, no points for him. Uh, he played a nine minutes and 51 seconds. All right, it is a Feedback Friday. Uh, let's get into some emails this week. And our first email comes from Matt, and he says he's a proud everydayer. Uh, and he says, uh, I'm liking how the season has been so far. We have the depth. It's looking to be Byfield's breakout year. And the Oilers are trash right now. <laughs> Combine those three things, and it makes for a good season. I was not a fan of the decision to move Fiala off of the Dubois line. Um, I thought it was uh, going to work out in the long term. Uh, adding into this, uh, I watched your Tuesday show about the season so far. You brought up how it may be a good idea to do an Alex for Alex swap by uh, trying to bring up Alex Turcotte. While I think that would be a good idea, I think we should also do a Spence for Clark swap 
to give Clark a taste of the actual NHL and not just the preseason and also give him a chance to quarterback the second unit in the beginning of the season. I was shocked that we didn't play Clark to begin with, and now I think we need to give him his baptism by fire. By the way, just credit where credit is due. The Alex for Alex swap was not my idea. That was from Austin Stanovich, friend of the show, uh, who writes about the LA Kings uh, for the Hockey News. Uh, as far as Clark and Spence, uh, I don't see it uh, at this point, um, perhaps later in the year, but I think that Jordan Spence has done a fine job uh, on the third pairing and quarterbacking the second power play unit. And I think the Kings want to continue to give Brant Clark uh, all the minutes that he's getting in the AHL at this point. So I do think at some point later in the year that that is something that maybe the Kings decide to look into. And certainly if there's any injuries, uh, Clark is going to come up uh, immediately. Um, But I'd say for now, uh, I think the Kings are okay with Jordan Spence uh, on that uh, third pairing and keeping Brant Clark where he is for the moment anyway. Uh, Our next email comes from Edwin in Brea. He says, I just want to say that I am very satisfied with Cam Talbot's play so far. Coming into this season, I was very skeptical. However, lately, with eight wins so far and good numbers, I'll say it looks like he is our starter. I would I would say that's definitely the case. I says the thing I'm concerned about is I'm hoping that he will play around 55 games so we don't wear him out, meaning Copley or someone else needs to pick it up and be a reliable backup. Copley has been off and seems like he lacks confidence. Maybe give David Riddich or the rookie Eric Portillo a shot. Also, maybe the Kings should try wearing white for their home games or sleeping in hotels the night before since they play better on the road than in L.A. Uh, And then Edwin went into uh, a bit of uh, some history about local L.A. hockey rinks. Edwin, I'm sorry. In the interest of time, uh, I'm not going to be able to share all that, but there were some great, great information you passed along to me. I appreciate that. But there was one thing that Edwin did share uh, that I will share because I thought it was a great trivia question. Uh, and this is coming off my visit to Madison Square Garden in New York. And he said, uh, what is the oldest arena in the NHL? And a lot of people, including myself, would say Madison Square Garden. Uh, but Edwin says the oldest arena is actually Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle. It, the venue was opened in 1962 for a science fair exposition and uh, was uh, the longtime home of the Seattle Supersonics in the NBA until they moved. And the venue has been renovated. Um, but it is, uh, of course, now the home of the Seattle Kraken. But uh, a little bit of a trivia question for you. Uh, the oldest arena in the NHL actually is Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle. So thank you for that, Edwin. Uh, as, by the way, as, as for you, I think you were a little bit tongue-in-cheek about wearing the white at home and staying on the road. Uh, teams have actually done that before. I think in particular football, um, they will have uh, the team stay in a hotel before the game I think they might do that anyway, actually. I think they do do that, uh, just kind of to make sure that they know where everybody is the night before a game. But I have heard of that before, where a team is doing really well on the road and and the coaches will do something like get the team together in a hotel, kind of make it more like the road and uh, and see if that can actually help. But I don't think the Kings have, they're not there yet. And after last night's win, I guess they're they're okay with it. Uh, a real quick one from Jesse and Vicelia says, uh, commenting on, the win over the Florida Panthers. Great all-around game. PK was flawless, and Fiala and uh, PL showed some good chemistry. Um, This uh, game had a real playoff vibe to it. Keep up the good work. Uh, Appreciate all you do. Go Kings, go. Uh, I I thought it was a big game. Not sure I'd go so far as to say that there was a playoff vibe to it. Um, But I will say this, and it was pointed out on Twitter, uh, a bit of a sparse crowd, at least in the lower bowl, 
at crypto.com arena for this game. Uh, and some people were asking me, do you know why uh, there's not a lot of people at the game, at least in that lower bowl, it was pretty noticeable. And I thought maybe uh, because of the fire on the 10 freeway and it being closed, uh, maybe some people decided to stay away or it wasn't worth their effort to try and get down there. So I don't know. Um, we'll see if it's the same on Saturday. I would guess not, but uh, it was uh, it, it, it was not the the attendance that you would expect uh, for the LA Kings from that game. And and my guess is it was because of the uh, the fire on the ten freeway. Uh, we have some uh, YouTube comments to get to. We will do that here in just a moment on uh, Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Uh, we spend a lot of time together, you and I, and we get fired up together about wins and losses and who starts and who sits. And I'm thankful that we have a connection. Uh, perhaps you feel a bit more comfortable with me talking to you about something that maybe is of a personal nature, whether you're on extended travel, bracing for a major weather event or limited by yet another sh a supply shortage. You are covered, my friend. Thanks to our partners at Jace Medical, life-saving antibiotics and a long list of daily medications that can be ordered a year uh, supply of. Uh, even ED generics like Cialis, Viagra, and Revatio. Uh, go online right now at jacemedical.com. Receive your 12-month supply of your daily medications. Remember to use the promo code Locked On at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace, quote, I am thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut my pills in half. I ordered most of my daily meds with a one-year supply. Also ordered the antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. End quote. If you were someone you love, would like to get some peace of mind by having a year supply of daily meds, go to jacemedical.com uh, and see if it's offered for you. Remember, use the promo code locked on for $20 off of your purchase. LA Kings host the St. Louis Blues Saturday, 7.30 p.m. Pacific time. Catch every moment of the hometown broadcast of the LA Kings with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search la kings and if anybody cares i will be at that game so if uh, any of our everydayers uh would like to say hello meet up before during or after the game uh let me know i'll make sure i check my email this week because i missed out on one last week and uh social media as well uh reach out and uh, hopefully we can make that happen it's always fun uh let us get a couple of youtube comments in here this one comes from frank pareda 1106 a frequent youtube commenter uh, he says, I don't like the middle six changes that the coach has made. Putting Moore, who's been outstanding on his off wing, I believe is a very poor decision. Moving Fiala to the Deno line is worth a try. Bringing in Anderson Dolan could possibly bring in some extra energy, though. I would have tried Turcotte there instead. Now that Byfield is playing better and hopefully will continue to improve, it is now time for the Kings to make a decision on both Bjornfoot and Turcotte. Hopefully they'll give them both a good opportunity or you can kiss those two number one picks goodbye. Uh, well, maybe not for next season. Uh, Tobias Bjornfoot is actually under contract for another year. So the only way that they would be kissing him goodbye is if they, uh, well, is if he's claimed off waivers or if they traded him. Uh, and Alex Turcott will be a restricted free agent after this season. So it's not like he's a UFA and could just go sign with another team that he's still under team control. Uh, for next season, so they uh, uh, the Kings have uh, the first opportunity to control what goes on with Alex Turcott. It will be I, I do expect to see Alex Turcott with the LA Kings at some point this year, and we'll be very curious to see uh, how he looks. He certainly has uh, had his issues. He's uh, ripened on the vine in the AHL, uh, but certainly a player of uh, of his status. Uh, if it weren't for the injuries, would probably be a 
uh, an NHL contributor somewhere uh, at this point. As for Tobias Bjornfoot, we talked about it on Thursday's show, got sent down to Ontario to get some games in. And I would expect that when he gets when he comes back to the Kings from his conditioning assignment, I would expect, like Jared Anderson Dolan, they would at least give him a game uh, to see what he can do. But Andreas England continues to play well. He had a great play last night, if you saw the game, a two-on-one, and he played great positional defense, and the Panthers didn't even get a shot off on the two-on-one because of his good defensive play. So uh, we shall see about that. Uh, this next one comes from Michael V. 1986. He said, uh, I would have to say that there is a problem when Mikey Anderson has the same amount of points as Pierre-Luc Dubois. PLD isn't playing bad, but I was one of the people that wasn't going to defend the all he needs is a fresh start with a new team uh, where he wanted to go uh, narrative. Uh, PLD shows up when he wants to. Uh, were the knocks on him true? I'm sorry. When you get paid $9 million a year, you need to have more than 500 PPG. Uh, I'm not. I'm not really sure what maybe I'm missing on that. I'm not sure what that's in reference to, but... Uh, the point is not unfair. Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois, four goals, eight points through 15 games. He's projected to have 22 goals and 44 points. That would definitely be well off his career averages. That would actually be the fewest goals he's scored in a season since his rookie year and the fewest points he's had in any NHL season. Um, again, hopefully the injury isn't anything significant, so that won't be any kind of uh, issue as far as affecting his numbers or how much he gets to play. Um, but, uh, I think it's fair to say that Pierre-Luc Dubois has not been quite the impact player statistically that the Kings would have hoped to this point. Um, I do think kind of bigger picture with him though, and I'm not trying to defend him because I do agree. He has not been the player, uh, so far that I thought he's been. I don't think like, like, uh, the, the, the commenter said he hasn't been terrible, uh, but he hasn't been outstanding. He's just been okay. Uh, certainly Kings, I think, are looking big picture with him in that, uh, you know, him being uh, our quote-unquote third center uh, and his abilities is still commands a lot of attention from other teams and rolling those three centers, or in, in the Kings' case so far, those four lines, wears down an opponent. So even if he's not necessarily putting up the numbers, the strength we have down the middle, uh, the Kings feel, and I think it's fair to say, is still... Uh, something that the Kings have that is a benefit going forward and hopefully into the playoffs. And I also would say that in the playoffs is where we're really going to find out if the Pierre-Luc Dubois move was worth it or not. He can have an average regular season, um, and I'm not saying we should be happy about that, but if he turns it on in the playoffs, if he's a difference maker in the playoffs, I think in the end the Kings are going to be looking at that move and saying that it was worth it. So there's still... Uh, the, 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 uh, the book has not been written on the season for Pierre Dubois, but I think it is fair to say so far, not quite what I think most of us expected needs to be better. I did think though, in that, in the game against Florida, there were a couple times he went strong to the net in the third period. And that's what you want out of him. Unfortunately, he did get hurt on one of those, uh, one of those rushes, but we'll see. Uh, I, I think we need to give it certainly some more time. Um, but again, hopefully he's not out of the lineup very long to, affect his uh, his status uh so that will do it for today's show thanks to everyone who commented this week whether it was on youtube or sending an email uh for you everydayers those of you that listen and watch locked on la kings every day coming up on monday show we will obviously recap the game against the st louis blues get you set up for the week coming up for the la kings 
um, and also probably give you a rain report as well and uh, check out what the Kings AHL affiliate did over the weekend. Uh, if you want to send an email at any time for the feedback shows, uh, the email address is lockedoneddy at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E. Uh, you can also post your comments, of course, on the YouTube channels. That is always welcome. Um, and if you want to stay connected with the show uh, 24-7, follow us on social media. We are at X or Twitter and Instagram at LockedOnLAKings. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you, thank you as always for listening and watching this episode of Locked on LA Kings. And thanks, thanks to everyone who uh, contributed with the feedback. Uh, we will talk to you next week uh, with another edition of Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. And as always, go Kings go.